Welcome to the Skyda Softball Podcast. Your host, Matt Scott, will be interviewing players from past events and future events. And now, your host, Matt Scott. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for another episode of the Skyda Softball Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Scott, and on this episode, we got another special guest. He was a member in the 2018 Celebrity Softball Game. He's a former Clemson football star, former NFL player, and I'm going to say his go-to line here, as long as he don't get mad at me. What's up? What's up? Ricky Sapp, how we doing? Uh, how you doing, brother? I love it. That sounds just like me. I love it. I got, I got a lot of having me. It's glad to have you on. So let's get this thing started here. So talk about your recruiting process when you were getting, you know, looked at to go play college football. And one of the other things I want to ask you is what is your advice? Because I know you're, you're a current high school football coach. What is your advice to those who are starting their own process now? Man, the recruitment process for me was was truly, truly amazing because it, man, it, you know, my head coach told me when he got there, he was like, you know, you're going to have opportunity to do division one ball. I was like, man, what are you talking about? I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just playing ball. But uh, the recruitment process was amazing, man, because, man, so many schools uh, gave me, you know, gave me a, a scholarship and, you know, I had the opportunity to, to, to talk to a lot of different coaches. So it was amazing. It really was. Uh, you know, I had lucky for me to to help me with the process, and, my, and of course, my high school coach Ron Duncan. He he was in my corner. So it was uh it was definitely an amazing process. Now I will say this, and I hope you don't have too many Clemson fans listening, but um, you know, Florida State was my school growing up. Like okay. Florida State was it, and a lot of people don't know this. But what happened was I kept going to Clemson and for some reason, every time I went, I was like, man, there's something about this place, man. So I, I kept going back and I fell in love with the place. But even still, up until the last day before I signed to Clemson, I was still pondering like, man, Florida State, you know, Florida State. And the coaches were still recruiting me pretty hard, but I fell in love with the place and then, um, you know, Florida State was just too far. I didn't want my mom and dad to have to travel that far, you know, if and when they was going to come. Yeah. Now, my 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 advice to, you know, these high school athletes that are trying to get recruited, you know, my first thing would be is, who are you, you know, as far as your character? Because now things are different. Social media is so, so strong and powerful that these coaches can check your social media and see who you are from your social media platform. So I'll first say, you know, be mindful of, 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 of your social media, but uh, on top of that, work ethic, you know, a lot of kids say they want it, but you know, they work ethic, they work ethic don't match what they're saying. So, you know, then you have to work hard, but then even still, you're going to have to do something that separates yourself. Mm-hmm. Staying late at the practice, showing early you know start eating right start scratching start doing all that good stuff so so that's just some of the advice that i that i would give them and definitely 
The last thing was, um, and not least, is uh, grades. Got to have those grades. They'll take, they'll take you farther than football would. Yeah. And I've heard you talk about this on your podcast or live streams. You always kind of held a grudge against your old teammate. Uh, I guess you can call him your nemesis, C.J. Spiller. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening oh, at home, man. what's the deal about that? Come on, man! You can't ask that, man. We gotta keep that. We gotta keep that going. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, I'm glad you asked, and I really hope you do have a lot of Clemson fans now that's watching, so they can yeah. hear this. Um, this is a story. I committed to Clemson, and uh, I was going to the All American game, you know. And you know, as I was going, you know, the coaches was telling me like, "Hey, you know, it's a guy by the name of CJ that's gonna be <laughs> on the bus with you. It's gonna be." On your team, uh, he is, uh, you know, he loves Clemson and he likes it, but he hasn't committed to a school yet. So if you see him, you know. Persuade him. Well, not, well, not that. Just say, they was like, hey, just, you know, say hello to him. Say what's up. Because yeah. you know? at the time, you know, I, I was the only five-star that was, that was committed to Clemson. CJ was, of course, a five-star from Florida. So me being young and dumb. <laughs> What ended up happening was C.J. Spiller was actually across from my room. I was roommates with Brandon Graham, and C.J. was roommates with Myron Rowe. And we was literally across the hall. So it worked out perfect. It yeah. really did. So what ended up happening was C.J. came to Clemson. Now we got took my shine. And <laughs> he took my shine and became so big time. Uh, I remember being down in Florida and I, they loving you in my state and all that stuff. And uh, it became this thing where that's, that's that's how we was. You know, when we saw each other, we like each other. I learning uh, the lady in, our, in, in study hall, she knew about it. And so she thought it was hilarious. So she she would keep us apart. And then um, still to this day, CJ, we still... We still, I don't know if you know this or not, but we was playing the NFL, man. And we would talk trash to each other on Twitter. And the fans would go crazy. It was like, what? Y'all played together? Like, they thought it was serious. Yeah. Like, y'all played together? How can we? It's not serious. We just joking. But we, we was like, man, we're going to keep this thing going. We're not going to tell anybody. So he was playing for the Buffalo Bills. And we was on Twitter talking trash. And he called me, um, uh, he said, uh, fag. He called me a fag on Twitter. And, of course, you know, you can't, you know, being that's on the platform. Those are bold words. Yeah, the platform we had, you couldn't say that. So, you know, I, I think, I don't know what happened to him, but I know when I, when I went to work the next day, I was playing for the Eagles. My GM <laughs> walked in and was joking about it. And he was like, man, how you boy D like that? But then it was like, man, you know, you guys got to be careful uh, with that. And I think CJ almost got fined for it, but I, I don't think they, they ended up finding him. But so, yeah, that's the whole story. Yeah. It's, it's not a legit. Oh, I know. Beef, it's, it, well, it's on, my, on my end, it is legit beef. <laughs> but no, nah, that's it's my, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people, people love that one for sure. I still remember when uh you did your celebrity basketball game right you know about a month yeah. before COVID hit. you traded them off your team. 
you dang right. I, I drafted him, and I was like, nope, he's not playing on my team. <laughs> yeah, people enjoy that one, too. But uh, so another thing I want to get curious to is this. Who, did you have a favorite athlete or any favorite teams growing up? Well, uh, as far as college, you know, my, my, my cousin, Mike, Michael Butterfield, he uh, he put me on Florida State. So, you know, of course, back then it was Peter Warwick and all those guys, I think, playing. And it was just so fun to watch them. But I was uh, I was a Cowboy fan. And but one of the players that I started idolizing and watching was uh, Javon Kears. He was a defensive end for, I think, uh, Jacksonville for a long time. And they called him the freak. So my teammates in high school started calling me that. And then I just went with, I went with it. And then I just kind of started idolizing my my game with him. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of know the answer to this one, one part of the question. Where was, where was your favorite NFL stadium to go play at and your favorite college stadium, but away? I know you're going to say death, but I know you're going to say Clemson, but where, where about away as far as college? Man, I, there's nothing like playing in Death Valley. It was really hard to go anywhere and, and see what we saw and, and feel what we, we felt. But, of course, I'm going to have to say Florida State was definitely fun to play at because – uh, the atmosphere was 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 amazing, and the fans was definitely so funny and rude. <laughs> so it was it was always fun to go there. And then the other team was Virginia Tech. You know, it was only maybe sixty thousand, but they they were loud. Yeah, and it was it was a hostile environment. So I think those two schools, as far as college, was uh, definitely the best to go play at. What about NFL? Man, NFL that's that's a great question. You know, anytime you play in the Northeast, you know, the Jets or the Eagles or the Giants, it's always a great environment. But I got to say this, the Seattle Seahawks is definitely loud as crap. It is, it's an amazing environment. And then the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium, loud, hostile environment. So I have to say those two was definitely fun to, definitely fun to play in. Okay. And then, so, playing down, and then playing down in Florida was always fun because it was warm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gotta love that warm weather. Gotta love it. So, looking back on your time in the NFL, what was it like when you heard your name being selected in the NFL draft? What was it like, man? It was, man, it was, it, it was amazing. Now, I will say I was frustrated because, you know, I was projected to go late first, early second, and I slid to the fifth, but Man, when I got that phone call, like when I saw the when I saw the phone number come up, I was like, "Holy crap!" I don't know this number. <laughs> uh, so when I answered it, at the time, my my girlfriend uh, from college, she walked in, and as soon as she walked in, I was like, "Go tell everybody I'm going to Philly. It's Philly, Philly." So she ran out and told everybody. My mom rushed in and started crying right away. So it, it was definitely a unbelievable uh, uh, moment. Definitely was. So, one of the interesting questions I had for you was this: you were you were a part of the Clemson football program when it was entering a interesting transition from when they parted ways with Coach Bowden into you know giving Dabo the interim slot, then giving Dabo the full time gig as head coach. And you you got to play your your last year was Dabo's first year, if I'm not mistaken, first full year. 
And so I kind of, I think I've heard you talk about this before. The group of guys that y'all have, you know, leaving 09 and such, did you, did you ever want to think it would lead to the dynasty that what Clemson is now? We were, we all knew that he had a chance of doing something great because he was the same guy. Cause you know, he was the receiver coach. He was the same guy that he is right to this day. Uh, he will coach you hard. Like on the field, Coach Sweeney coached you hard and in intensity and yeah. in energy, but he was gonna love you hard off the field. He was gonna love you so hard and he does the same thing. So when they picked him, he was like, all right, shoot. We already know him, we know what he gonna bring. He gonna bring energy and he gonna coach us up hard. Um, so a lot of us, you know, me and CJ and that, CJ Spiller, Jacoby Ford in that class, we just was talking amongst ourselves and like, man, we wish we had more years with this guy because we knew um, what he was capable of. And you, you, I mean, you know, whenever whenever you have kids that are run through a brick wall for you, yeah, you can do some things with that. So he already had that effect where kids would run through a brick wall for him. So we had an idea that he would definitely do something big if they if they was gonna give him a chance like they did. And it's it's definitely mind blowing to see. So. And I think that kind of answers my next question: Is what was it like playing with that? But like, and I think it's like you said, he's gonna coach you hard on the field, but he's gonna love it like he's one, like you're one of his own. Um, I think he definitely. I, I've said I think he definitely fits the mold for what kids want today in a coach because they yeah. want somebody that they know, care for them, that love them, and that um, that's gonna fight for them. So playing for him was like, man, he had energy. Um, uh, but he was gonna coach you up hard, and uh, you know he was all about everybody, and, and not just the Clemson football team. People, I tell people this all the time. People, you know, don't notice when he got the job. He was like, "Fellas, there is no, there is no more Clemson University, and then the Clemson football team." So what he did was he invited the band. Which let me tell you something, man. I love our band because of one song that they played when, when the defense was on the field. But he invited the band to practice. Then he invited the students to practice, man. He let the students come to practice. Mm -hmm. But then up until he got the job, we always had a pep rally for, for the football team every year. And we never went to it. Never went to it when I was there. So when he got the job, he was like, fellas, we go walk in, say hello, and then we will leave, but we going. So that's just one of the things about him, man. He, he was about everybody and he was about you know, it's going to take all of us to win, not just the football team. It's going to take everybody. So uh, that's how I was playing for him. And I, I can tell you when I played for him, um, I would probably run through a brick wall for him too. So it, mm -hmm. it was it was fun playing for him, man. It really was. And, and then the biggest thing was we could re he could relate to us. You know, he was fairly young. Um, so he, he could relate to us. So it was it was fun. Like I said, we, we, we wish we had more than, um, you know, one full year to play for him. Was there was there ever any, I guess you could say, certain advice from that Dab Dabo or any of the coaches ever gave you as far as life after football? Man, you know, uh, it's crazy. And, you know, I do motivation speaking, and, I'll, and sometimes I'll tell people this. I don't know why in the heck this sticks out, but one day after practice, Coach Sweeney said, fellas, what you do in the dark will come to light. And I was like, why the heck are you saying that, man? I found out 
Layla. <laughs> you know, you know that that it that it was true, but you know that, that, that was just one of the the things that he, you know, would, would would speak on. But he would always bring these two signs to every meeting, and it said, I think I I think one of them said believe, and the other one had something with trust in it or something. So he would bring that to every meeting. Um, and I, I think one of the main things that we just learned from him was, you know, doing the right thing, you know, doing the right thing. And um, um, he was really great, and he's still great at um, bringing a team together. He was really great at that. Yeah. All right, Ricky. So now for my next question, I'm curious. I, I hope some of your listeners are going to listen to this podcast because I want I want to ask you, who is CP? Is CP? <laughs> Give us a little detail about CP for your listeners. <laughs> Man, my hey, my boy, realer, realer than real. Uh, he's real. We we grew up together, and uh, you know he played football as well. And um, uh, he's a family man now, and he, he's doing great. So. I've, I've tried to show you guys him many times. You guys can't seem to catch him or something. I, don't know I haven't going seen on. him once, so I, I'm still going to hold you to it. Man, he's hey, he's real, man. The kids ask that every day. Who is CP? I'm like, man, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm curious, you know, for those listening at home, you know, me and you know personally that, you know, we both do our own not mm-hmm. charity stuff, and you have your own foundation, that the Ricky Sapp Foundation. Mm-hmm. So just – Give everybody the, the background behind that. Like, how did that come about? Just tell us tell us about the Ricky Sapp Foundation. Yeah, well, you know, uh, a lot of athletes, when they get drafted, that's the one of the things that they do is get a, a foundation. But for me, when my guy uh, came to me about it, I was like, heck yeah. Because I was just – he knew that I was just somebody who uh, had a given spirit. So he brought he brought it to me and I was like, heck yeah, what we gonna call it? What we gonna name it? And uh, you know, of course we 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 named it the Ricky Sapp Foundation, but uh, the model was dream big, live big. And um, I still was training with him summer. He was he just he walked in, he was kind of hype, and he was got done training some baseball guys, and he was like, man, forget that, dream big, live big. And I was like. Holy crap, that's it. <laughs> so I took that for my foundation as the motto. But the crazy thing is when I started the foundation, I didn't I just I just knew I like to give. So I, you know, I did events. I had a camp, Thanksgiving, Christmas event. That's all that's all I did. And I never asked for any donations. <laughs> like I had my website, but I just never you know, I never could bring myself to ask for donations. And, you know, I'm nonprofit, you know, 5013C. So uh, foundation started, but then it shut down after I left the lead. So five years later, I left the lead and I shut it down for two years. Then I had a really, really good friend by the name of Marlena. She kicked me in my behind literally and was like, yo, you got to get this thing back up and running. So I got it back up and running. And then I, she told she. She told me to ask for donations. I did, and I got a busload of donations, and um, I added the basketball event. So that the basketball event would be the first one I would start the year off with, where I raised money for the athletic program. And then, of course, my football cheerleading camp. 
And then after that, the back to school uh, event. And then what's next after that? And then the Thanksgiving event and Christmas event. So I added, you know, basketball event and um, I, I've, I've changed it up and I've I just different things with it. And man, the foundation is, is, is better than ever. Yeah, and I've seen, you know, from my perspective, I've watched it grow, you know, uh, you know, I've seen you with your, the uh, turkey drive, you yeah. know, just seeing the impact you're able to do there. It's amazing, man. I, and I applaud you for it. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I love it. That's my baby now, the <laughs> foundation. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I kind of I kind of took a page out of your playbook, honestly, because recently I've, you know, I've started trying to do a little drive for diabetics where I'm trying to put together some goodie bags where, you know, like a Christmas present here, there, some diabetic supplies kind of help, kind of help them get through, you know, a, t a tough spot when needed. And I think I just let everybody know what my next big project is. So for everybody listening, there you go. Awesome. But, you know, and then the, like I said, the foundation, I'm experiencing both the basketball game and the football clinic where I think the one football clinic in cheerleading camp I was at, you did a kickball game, and I might have been out of shape for that kickball game. <laughs> hey, we, I was too. We good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the basketball thing, I feel like that's a, such a – it's a, it's a fun event because I still yeah. remember, you know, when you first posted a flyer about it, you, you were like, yeah, I got some of my Clemson – Teammates coming, this, that. Then I seen CJ, and I was like, yeah, we're going to have to go to Bamberg and check this out. <laughs> yep. And yep. it was just funny to see because I didn't want to bother nobody because, you know, I've gotten to know you. I'm like, hey, I, this is Ricky's deal. I ain't trying to bug nobody. And you, then you walk up and be like, hey, you want to introduce you to the guys? I'm just like, sure, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, yeah, yeah. They're all great guys, man. So, yeah, that – they they love that event, believe it or not. They love it because it's it's yeah. fun time. We're gonna see a return of the basketball event. We gonna say what? I said, are we gonna see a return of the basketball event? Oh yeah, yeah. We couldn't have it last year because of the COVID, of course. But uh, as of now, I have the green. I have the green light to to do it. Uh, right now, we be trying to plan the Christmas event first, though. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. just, and, you know, like I said, I applaud you, man. It's definitely great stuff that you're doing with the Rake Foundation, whether it's in Bamberg or down in Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to make our the, the final stretch here, coming across the goal line here. Ricky, you joined the softball event in 2018. What was it like playing in your first ever celebrity softball game? Man, bro, man. Well, first, you know, I had no idea. So it was so dope pulling up and doing the signing, the signing part. That was dope. I really thought that was dope. But what was even cooler to me was the the press conference that you have. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've never played softball with professional baseball players you know never knew what the life was like for them so to have that conversation with them and do that press conference that was dope but then to get on the field with them and see how they play and I was terrible and I had one guy coaching me up 
I thought it was amazing. I was like, heck yeah, I got a professional baseball player coach to be up. Um, but it was fun, man. It, it was just fun from the from the first time from the first one I got there, it was fun. And everything was just so organized and all the guys that I that was there playing was uh, you know, just so 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 down to earth. And um it, it was definitely it was definitely dope, man. And, you know, I usually tell people it's a – I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but it's a family. I always try – I tell these guys and girls, like, look, if you ever need something from me, holler. I try to help you promote whatever you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. just just being a part of what I call the Sky Softball family, just what's it like to you being on the player – on that end of it? What's it like being the player on the end of it? Yeah, just being a part of the family. It's amazing, man. I, I mean, and I say that because you know, and in these days, it's kind of hard to find you know uh, people like that that's, that's so genuine and, and really care about one goal. You know, um, so to be on the end of the player, it's uh, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, I, I really do. So, um, like I said, I, I had an amazing time and definitely met new friends and. Uh, you know, you had some other Clemson guys there too, so that was great as well. Yeah. I always try. I always try to invite Clemson guys. I, I'm still trying to get you to come back out whenever your schedule works out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it works out next year. That's right. I mean, hey, who knows? I've been, I've been, I've been eyeballing Myrtle Beach. I've been, I've been eyeballing Myrtle Beach. Who knows? We, who knows where we're gonna play? But uh, lastly, Ricky, I appreciate you for doing this. And yes, I want to give you the floor if you if you want to plug away anything, any social media, your your own podcast. I know you got your own podcast. Just let the people know where to find you. You can definitely find me on all social media platforms. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. My, my podcast is on Apple, Spotify, every podcast platform, and it's called uh, Talk to Me Tuesday uh, by by Ricky Sapp. So uh, I would definitely love for you guys to check in. I also do my podcast live every Tuesday at seven o'clock, so you guys can also check in there too. So uh, I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. And for anybody wanting to learn more about the Ricky Sapp Foundation, where could they go? Oh man, you can go to uh, the Ricky Sapp Foundation dot com. Uh, I also do motivational speaking, so you can also check out my speaking website, and it's rickysap.com so check me out check me out you heard the man and that is it for another episode of the podcast ricky thank you again thank y'all once again for listening make sure y'all check out the sky softball podcast wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on social media and thank y'all once again go tigers <laughs>